0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wild Child Podcast. I am your host, Dabby Mir, and without further ado, I welcome you to grab a joint, kick your feet up, relax a little bit, and enjoy the show. Yo, Dabby Mir, checking in for the second episode of the Wild Child Podcast. Wow, it's been a nuts week. I worked a lot of hours this week, biked at least 34 miles plus played a lot of pokemon go i love pokemon go it's one of my favorite games dude and i've been playing since 2018 dude you can call me a nerd dude i don't really care bro but pokemon go is one of the most just fun games that has ever been created hey i'm not i'm not this isn't a paid promotion or anything, dude. All I'm saying is I enjoy spending a little bit of time on Pokemon Go, my dude. It It's fun. And it makes me get out of the house more. I go on little, little smoking Pokemon trips and sh- and stuff like that. Things of that nature, you know what I mean? It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. But I know this episode took a little bit longer than it was supposed to. These episodes are usually supposed to be posted on Saturday, and this episode won't actually be posted until after Saturday, and I told you guys that I would have it posted by noon on Sunday, but I didn't post it by noon on Sunday, and quite honestly, this was just a lot of information for me to get in so fast, and I'm very excited to talk about this episode and as you can see by the title we're going to be exploring the endocannabinoid system and when i say endocannabinoid system you may may be listening to this asking yourself what in the heck is this guy talking about but i'm I'm gonna explain it man just let me get to it so the endocannabinoid system is a complex system comprised of endocannabinoids receptors and enzymes The endocannabinoid system is found throughout the brains and bodies of all mammals. It is also the most extensive system of biological receptors in the body. This plays a huge, a huge role in the way that mammals learn and grow. The way that we learn and grow. Just brain development in general. Endocannabinoids and the receptors that they bind to exist in everybody. Is what I'm trying to get across to you guys. They are found within the nervous system glands your immune cells, and also your brain, connective tissue, and organs. ECS it helps to regulate homeostasis across all psychological systems, ensuring that they are all working in harmony with one another. An increase in stress triggers an increase in cannabinoid production due to your body's reaction to cortisol levels rising from the stress. Cannabinoids are produced naturally inside the body compounds found outside the body, like THC and CBD, are phytocannabinoids, meaning that they originate from plants. The ECS works sort of like a key lock model. Cannabinoids act like the key. The receptors act like the key's lock. Every time the key fits into the lock. The receptor sends the signals through the nervous system, creating a reaction in your body, affecting things like sleep, mood, appetite, pain, inflammation, and memory. The system is comprised of endocannabinoid receptors and enzymes. The two main endocannabinoids are called 2-AG and anandamide. 2-AG is the most prevalent endocannabinoid. Responsible for managing things like pain response, appetite, and your immune system. Endemonite is responsible for runner's high and the blissful states of meditation and exercise. Enzymes act within the endocannabinoid system to recycle used cannabinoids after the body is through with them. The receptors receive messages transmitted by cannabinoids. The group's active compounds that interact with the ECS receptors. There are two known receptors, CB1 and CB2 receptor. The CB1 receptor exists in the brain or spinal cord working to regulate appetite, memory and to reduce pain. The CB2 receptor exists within the immune system working to reduce inflammation throughout the body. Though this system is no doubtly complex, the main goal for the ECS will always be to maintain homeostasis throughout all of the body's systems. And to keep the body stable throughout the inevitable changes external things like life people and circumstances give to you and a healthy ECS will in no doubt benefit you that much more as individual in today's times now the way that THC and CBD affect the endocannabinoid system which ultimately had a pretty big part in the way that the United States and people who were studying cannabis in early times, ultimately kind of stole the opportunity for up-and-coming doctors to be able to learn about this type of stuff. And that's super unfortunate because I think that if we did have the knowledge that we have now about the endocannabinoid system and about cannabis and cbd and things of that nature i think that it would have helped a lot back then especially just our older generations from just all of the medical properties that cannabis actually can offer someone i think that older generations missed out on the opportunity for that to be in their lives and especially even like still to this day like there's some people that don't even agree with the medical properties of cannabis and would rather take pills and stuff like that which is completely up to them i'm not one of those type of people and on top of that i really enjoy learning about cannabis itself so it's easier for me to resonate with cannabis for other people it may not be but THC and CBD play a, a completely different role in the endocannabinoid system and it wasn't until we were actually allowed to study cannabis that we were even gifted with an opportunity to study the endocannabinoid system basically we wouldn't have found the endocannabinoid system if it wasn't for cannabis so cannabis has a huge plays a huge role in even the science behind learning about the endocannabinoid system but when THC is actually introduced to the body and the participant feels pleasure or feels good from the THC (laughs) this is due to an effect from the CB1 receptor in the part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens When the endocannabinoid binds to the CB1 receptor, it releases a neurotransmitter called dopamine on the nucleus accumbens, leading to the sensation of euphoria. It is thought that smoking large amounts of cannabis can reduce the number of natural endocannabinoids your body will produce on its own, and could later lead to higher risk of psychosis. This is very interesting, it hits hits home for me far i guess <laughs> it hits hard for me because i've i have been smoking cannabis regularly for a while and i actually came across this research done that talked about an endocannabinoid de- deficiency which when i was reading about that i kind of came to my own little self-diagnosis and then i guess that's the that's the real importance of taking these tolerance breaks taking a week off taking a month off giving your brain a chance to recuperate and rebuild its endocannabinoid system i think that it can there's a lot of power in that keeping a your endocannabinoid system healthy and working properly and by doing that there's ways to do that, meditate, exercising a lot, I also read that you, there's signs of your endocannabinoid system getting rebuilt in under 48 hours, as long as you are exercising regularly, eating a good healthy diet, but Yeah, for that, that that would be all I have for today's episode. I know that didn't seem like a lot of information, but it was a lot of information for me to put together and talk about, I guess. But I'll see you guys next week here on the Wild Child Podcast. Deuces.